Blog Talk Radio. Greta Christina, and you are listening to Keith and Mike on Being Humanist. Hello there. Um, how's everybody doing? Um, this is a completely, totally random live episode. Um, you're listening to Being Humanist. Um, I'm Mike. Uh, Keith is um, currently in exam mode. Um, we haven't done a show in months and uh yeah i just kind of wanted to jump on um sometimes it's a struggle i don't know how many shows i've done where uh we've been delayed weeks at a time um to schedule things out and shows just don't happen like they used to so you know most listeners have uh probably heard this uh excuse a number of times um but um, I guess I should start off normally. Uh, it is December 13th, 2017. Uh, you can get at us on uh, facebook.com slash beinghumanist.podcast. Um, find us on Twitter at beinghumanistpc. And get at us through email if you have any questions or whatever you want to send to us at beinghumanist.podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you know, this is a live show. Uh, if you feel like calling for one reason or another, um, feel free to give us a call at 646-668-8748. Um, I'm doing some quick, short promo right now, um, on Facebook so people can, uh, know that I've got something going on. Um, But uh, I guess I kind of just, it's been a while and I just wanted to address some things that have been on my mind. There's been a number of times where um, I've had something on my mind and I wanted to do a show, but of course I never feel quite like, um, quite right doing a show without Keith. we started doing this show um, four years ago, I think, shortly after Keith uh, came out of the closet as an atheist. And he's like, hey, Mike, um, I'm an atheist. I don't know who else to talk to. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm publishing currently to Facebook. Pardon the short delay. Just wanted to make sure people knew we were out here. I was doing this. Um, This was totally on the fly. I was thinking about it today. But, um, yeah, I just don't like doing shows without Keith so much because uh, I think we work really well together. In the very beginning, we did shows together a lot um, in the room, same room. Uh, Lately, it's been in different places because technology allows so. But, um being in the same room is so much easier to pull things off. Um, 
I'm not sure. I told him that I was thinking about going live tonight. I don't know that he knew or didn't know that this was for sure going to happen. He's been pretty busy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, um, I wanted to kind of go into a, what's going on with us. Um, like I said, Keith's in finals mode. We've, I've gone through these, uh, explanations a few times. Uh, he's, uh, he's getting pretty close to graduating. I think he's got another year to go. Um, he, uh, he's a busy guy. He get, he has a part-time slash full-time job. I don't know how many hours he puts in where he works. Um, but, uh, between he, uh, his schedule, which is kind of awkward and, um, my family, I've got a three year old now just this past week, um, a little girl. And, uh, I, it's kind of, what I do is kind of, uh, I'm kind of a single dad. Um, there's not really a whole lot else to say about that. It's, it is kind of what it is. I am married, very happily married. I have my wife. Um, she, uh, has a job that has very odd hours. Um, so in most cases, like tonight, I've got the the girl to bed and, uh, she'll get home around 1230 or whatever. I'm probably in bed by that time. Um, so, you know, things are really hard to schedule when we do things like this. Um, it was much easier in the beginning when I didn't have to worry about everything I needed to do, <laughs> um, with my wife, uh, with my kid and making sure that things were taken care of. Um, I really enjoyed doing the show. I've enjoyed doing it a lot. It's, uh, allowed me to explore a lot of things as life goes on. Of course, we, um, started off the beginning of the show called, and it was, it was being humanist at the very beginning. Um, but Keith and I actually traded middle names with each other and went as pseudonyms. Um, I was, I, uh, I was going as Lee and he was going as Paul, uh, for the first three or four episodes, I think. And I think in the third episode, he kind of outed me and said, Mike, and you know, this is in the very beginning when we're not sure, you know, how is, uh, us doing a podcast bashing religion, uh, questioning things in uh, Indiana, uh, North Central Indiana, um, going to look on us if people know that it's us and what we do in real life. And it's not even like we were really that bad. I don't think we've ever been that bad. But, um, you know, I've heard podcasts out there that I laugh at, and I don't think I would ever go to the links and say things that other people would say. Um, I think people deserve to be respected, whether or not their beliefs um, are respectable is one thing, but people need to be respected. And I think uh, deeply held religious beliefs are um, um, part of a core of someone. So it's easy for people, I think, to take offense to things when you go at it. Um, But, um, yeah, so our first episode was fantastic. We we had our origin story um, for both of us. We kind of talked about where things came from. Um, 
we've talked about them both many times since uh I did grow up really secular. Keith grew up pretty um conservative and religious on the Christian right. Um but uh yeah, I kind of grew up uh parents tried to make sure that I questioned things all the time. Uh my my stepfather mainly um we really questioned things because we didn't go to church all the time. I think there was a belief in God, but we just didn't go to church. We felt like it was kind of a waste of time to do so. Um, so, uh, what are we doing here? Um, I kind of wrote down a little bit of a, um, a plan for what I wanted to do because this is kind of winging it. But I had a lot on my mind. Um, there are things that I wish um, I could be more open about, like exactly where I am. I was just kind of alluding where we are, what we what we do for a living. Um, I don't know if it's easier or hard for Keith to do so. Um, but uh <laughs> How I know that at the third or fourth episode when he outed me, there was almost kind of a weight lifted off of my shoulder that I could, uh, yeah, what the hell, I'll go ahead and say my name. Um, But yeah, we're in north central Indiana, which is, um, I mean, it's a pretty right-leaning state um, politically, uh, pretty heavily Christian-leaning state, I would say, and um I work for a university. Um, I do video work. Uh, I produce videos for a living. And I do it on the side. The amusing thing is, I do wedding videos on the side. So I get to spend a lot of time in churches. Um, Which is just kind of an amusing thing. I've had people occasionally come up to me and say, hey, so which church do you go to? And instead of I just heard somebody recently say, why don't people ever ask, do you go to church? But I guess that's questioning and going too far. Um, so I always have to find a way to get myself out of it. Um, say, hey, where can I plug this audio gear in or whatever to make sure I get what I need uh, content-wise to produce these videos that I do. I really enjoy shooting wedding videos. Uh, as an atheist, as a humanist, um, I have an interesting look on life. Um, I think at one point in time there was, you know, there's this beautiful idea that, uh, you have somebody that's meant to be yours kind of a deal. There's that one true love, right? Um, as I've gotten older, um, you know, you you start thinking about people who have, you know, they fall out of love with people and they get divorced. Uh, they move somewhere else. They fall in love with somebody else or somebody has to work somewhere uh, else in the country and they have to spend time away from their significant other. And lo and behold, they find somebody else that they click with and they have an affair or whatever. Um I personally found that interesting, especially when you can leave. Um, an area, move somewhere else, start over, whatever, and you find somebody else that you click with. It's like, well, maybe there isn't just a true love. Maybe there isn't the one 
person. Maybe there can be multiple people. I think as humans, I mean, we are animals. We've developed a conscience and we can uh, reason things and whatnot. But, um, you know, when you start thinking about the lack of faith and God and deities and not knowing exactly where things came from or why, um, you start to question those things. Um, the cool thing is, is right now where I'm at in my life, <laughs> uh, you know, my wife and I had this conversation probably about a year ago. And it was interesting for us to, you know, I was a little nervous saying, hey, I don't know that there is such a thing as a one true love. And she goes, you know, I agree. Um, the cool thing is, is we both love and we're comfortable. We do things. We still learn things about each other. We still love each other. And now we're raising a three-year-old 10 years into our marriage. Um, and I think it works. And I just find it interesting in that category. So, um, I guess I was talking about my wedding video, but, um, doing wedding video, you, you meet these people all the time and, uh, you're kind of capturing, I guess there's a couple things that I enjoy about shooting wedding videos. That was like a five minute tangent, I think, to get back to it. Um, one, you are catching two people on a day that they hold dear. Um, it's a very important business decision at the at the same time as something where they're making a commitment to stay with each other because they're attracted to each other. They click, they work, whatever. Um, but when people buy my work, I mean, they're investing in their wedding. So it's either they're trying to show off or... Um, they really just want to remember what this was all like. And when you're working with people who care about each other and they're going through something like that, you know, I, weddings are pretty beautiful. Um, they're more fun to me when they are with non-believers or even more specifically, I've done a couple of gay weddings and those were just absolutely fantastic. I mean, two people who go against the grain of society and they want to be together. Um, that to me shows maybe more love than I've seen on straight couples. Um, but I, I enjoy that aspect. I enjoy seeing family together, having a good time. Everybody's happy. So those things are awesome. But then the actual cinematography, making a short film out of a day of maybe one of the most special days out of a couple's life. That's a pretty awesome thing. I've gotten really into what I do. I've, you know, making very cinematic like films, wedding films. Cause back in the day, people would set up a camera in the back of a church or something and they'd just record the ceremony and that's it. It's like, that's no fun. Who the hell's going to sit there and watch a 15 minute video of a preacher saying, do you do this? Do you do this? Whatever. Reciting vows and, or Bible scripture and whatnot. Um, I make films and it's, so it's like like I'll make a 5 to 10 minute video music video montage. So there's always going to be like two to three songs in a video and you just kind of show the whole thing and uh people go back and they watch it and uh they've it's like I know it's moving pictures uh but even with wedding pictures I mean you see the pictures and you kind of go back to that day and you remember everything and I don't know. I think there's something kind of special about that. 
Um, while I don't think that there's an absolute true love, someone who is specifically made for you, I think uh, there's an element of I really care about you and I'm going to commit myself to being to you. Then at the same time, I suppose it doesn't have to be like that. Um, some people have open relationships and they know full well what they're doing and what they want to do. They're adults. They can make that decision. Um, and I find that interesting. Too. Hell, I'd love to do a story. I'd love to do a, an episode of Being Humanist where we talk to some polygamists. Um, but it'd be more interesting because, you know, polygamists have a tendency to be one male and many female. It'd be really interesting to see if it was uh, something different than that, where it was one female, many male, or uh, even multiple partners in general, like three, four, five partners and you've got men and women in there and they all love each other. They all want to spend time. They don't want to leave each other. Um, I find that to be interesting as well. Uh, it's funny how things change, but, you know, I'd love to, I don't know. Those things just interest me. People in general interest me. I suppose uh, an effect sociology itself has become a little bit more interesting. The general psychology of people and how they think and how they feel and what they want to be, what they want to do with their lives. Um, it's just kind of interesting stuff, I suppose. Um, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I do. Um, I'm hesitant to, uh, talk about that and put my name right on it. And it, like I said earlier, with where I work specifically at this university, because there's always been that worry, um, who's going to see that I'm attached to this podcast. Who's going to go back and look at old episodes and say, Hey, this guy's kind of a dude. He doesn't hold the same beliefs I do. Um, um, am I going to get work or do I want work from people who would feel that way? It's been, I don't think I really want work, but at the same time, uh, money's money. <laughs> you got to have money to live to an extent, I suppose. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there like just live off the land. Um, boy, this is kind of, I, I did lay down, a bit of a script for myself to peek at, but I know I'm still random. I've managed now to talk for almost 20 minutes about random shit. And I made this a non-rated R podcast, so I guess I can't say some bad cuss words, so I got to watch out for that too. It is a live show. I suppose anything can happen. Um, So yeah, uh, part of me wants to just go ahead and say it. Part of me doesn't want to go ahead and say it. Um, then again, I wonder how many people are listening. There's a lot of, I got a lot of friends who listen to the show and of course they know who I am and what they do, what I do, um, what Keith does, uh, maybe by the end of the show, I'll decide, but, um, that's a lot of, I guess, you know, I just, I don't want, um, people to not do things with me because I'm an atheist, I guess. Um, a humanist. Um, I can tell you that throughout the show's history, um, um, 
I think sometimes I find myself to be a little fake um, because I'm trying to be funny. I listen to other podcasts and I want to be like them um, as much as you want yourself to be your original content, your show. Uh, you hear other things and you want to kind of emulate things that you like and take pe- bits and pieces from other shows and uh, do them as well on your show. Because, um, you know, some of my biggest influences, the thinking atheist is Seth Andrews. Um, um, the way he handles and tells stories and produces his show. I mean, that's almost his livelihood now. So he's just really good at it. I've always appreciated how one person can sit there in front of a microphone and deliver what he delivers, has a live show. People call in, um, the dude's a master at it, but at the same time he did Christian radio shows most of his life. So he had all that experience behind him. He's, he's an amazing storyteller. Um, I found a new podcast called Humanize Me uh, with Bart Campolo. Um, I find that our podcasts are similar in the fact that uh, his is not as regular as his used to be as much as ours isn't either. Um, But it is Humanize Me. And uh, he was also a former evangelist, I believe. He was a former preacher, youth pastor, uh, whatnot. He's in his 50s now, but now he's a humanist chaplain, and he was in the, uh, California, and he's moved to Cincinnati recently. I still listen to his show, and I listen to his stories. And um, the way he does his shows, he's just talking about humanism and building community and stuff, and those are the kinds of things that I'm really interested in. So um, I don't want to be fake anymore. I, I know I laugh at things on the show when we've had guests and stuff that um, I think I laugh because I want things to go smoothly. And I hope and imagine that me laughing um, makes other people, you know, kind of like a laugh track on a, on a stupid sitcom on TV. Um, But I, I don't, uh, uh, I just, I listen back to some of those old shows and it's just kind of when, what the hell am I doing that for? If Keith listens, I, I don't know if he, Keith is Keith. I don't know if you're listening to the show or will listen to the show. Um, but I want to continue it somewhat like, I mean, that's on me. That's not on him. Um, I got to be more myself. I have a tendency to laugh out of nervousness to make sure that uh, things are going the way I want them to go. But um, Keith tends to be the more, he's the more scientific brain, uh, super smart guy, um, very well read. Dude reads all the time, reads evolution books for fun, uh, physics stuff, really big into astronomy and just knows all kinds of stuff. I'm super impressed by where he came from to where he is today. Um, I am a humanist. I'm a secular humanist with basic knowledge on a lot of things, not specifically well-read. I try to read books, but I have a (laughs) hard time getting through them all. 
I've currently got uh, the Demon Haunted World on my desk and uh, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm about halfway through that book, but it's taken me like three months to get there. And below that, I'm I'm borrowing a book from a workmate um, about, uh, let's see, I'm, as I'm lifting books up, uh, Hidden Figures, about the uh, three, it follows three African-American women uh, working at NASA as well pre-computers mathematicians um i watched the movie i need to read the book just so i know more about the story but um yeah those are the things i suppose i I like i have a breadth of knowledge um i came to my atheism very simply um not having read the bible nor feeling like i ever really need to as much as I go back and research it because I have to make sure that I can talk to people about things like, yeah, this is in the Bible. I just, I can't get through the damn thing. I don't know if I'm ever going to get through the damn thing. I came to atheism, not based off Christianity specifically, but based on where I am, where I live and knowing that if I were born somewhere else, I could have been a different religion. I could have, I could believe in a different God. And, um, um, I don't know a lot about science. I know some basic stuff. I, I really dig geology. I'm kind of a geology nerd, but I've never really gone further than the geology class that I took other than, uh, learning about Hawaii and plate tectonics and why things are the way they are, uh, how things are, how the earth is made. I, I'm really big into documentaries on uh, how the earth was made and stuff like that. Just it intrigues me to no end. Um, but um, um, I want to go that direction. Where we are in the podcast right now, I mean, as far as we've been very thin, few and far between on shows. Um, I'm sure that's a combination of both Keith and I being able to get together at the same time. I mean, it just is what it is. I don't want to stop it. I need Keith. <laughs> Keith's one of my best friends. And I got to have the guy in my life. Um, um, but, um, as I say, I kind of want to emulate these different podcasts. Um, We are called being humanist. Um, what does that mean, and what does our show and I mean, what does our show? What kind of content does our show produce for listeners? Um, I tend to. I've made I've made a lot of really bad jokes about religion. Just ha ha, that's so stupid. Can't believe you believe that. Um, Granted, I've only had a few Christians get on the show as guests, but I've made a lot of jokes like that. And um, while, yeah, people like Pat Robertson and Ken Ham and others are just whack jobs as far as I'm concerned, um, I know that there are a lot of really amazing people, friends and family in my own life who believe in God, the Christian God, some in uh, Islam, um, really close friend who's a Muslim. I, I'm, we're not really close, but I do contact her quite frequently when I need to know, hey, what is this? How does this work? Um, 
and we have a very good relationship that way. Um, but I don't know that I really want to, it's such a tough thing. I don't want to bash religion. Sure. It pisses me off. Um, I find myself being an activist that wants to do more, but of course, you know, just like the show, I struggle being able to do things because I have a family life and wanting to be involved in doing, producing video. Uh, this stuff all takes time and I don't know how the hell anybody has time to do this stuff, but with a three-year-old, it feels dear, damn nearly impossible. Um, but, um, I, as far as activism is concerned, um, I, uh, the podcast is part of that. I think, uh, what's really interesting is we've had a couple people on our show who've gone on to do other shows. Um, they kind of got to start with us to do their shows and they, they're doing as far as I can tell pretty well. Um, we had, uh, the guy who runs a, a science enthusiast podcast on the show, Dan. Um, he's started his own. Um, I think he's trying hard to uh, make that a full-time thing, but I don't know. I don't talk to him very often. I, we're friends on Facebook, but he's gone on to do that. And of course we had Justin Clark as a regular guest for a while. Um, he'd come on some of our more popular shows before we turned to block talk radio involved. Justin dude's just a wealth of knowledge. Um, but, um, you know, that activism going there, it's awesome to see that these people are going on and doing like, I don't want to say that we empowered them to do their thing and move on and have their own show. Um, it's nice to know that we had them on our show before they had their own podcast. Um, but, um, I'm really interested in the activism side of things not just the podcast. Like I run a local free thinker group and um, I run, I help run. I'm one of a few people that set up meetings, meetings that consist of going to a bar and eating wings or joking and letting off steam about stupid things that we've seen in politics around us and stuff. Cause you know, we are in North central Indiana. Um, but uh, recently, uh, my the Free Thinker group that I'm a part of, um, um, Justin actually, Justin Clark actually helped set this up. He contacted me and, or, the Free Thinker group specifically messaged us and said that the the Tri-State Free Thinkers, um, Jim Helton, the guy that kind of started that. No, he, I mean he was the he he went there. He he was the guy that started the whole damn thing. Um, they've become one of the most active and largest free thinking, uh, organizations, free thinker organizations in the country. And, um, <clears throat> he wanted to meet us. He wanted to meet me and the group and, uh, try to spread a mess, spread his message and of activism and what we can do in our community to help further the progress, uh, to, um, normalize atheism, if you will. Uh, he came to talk to us at a Unitarian Universalist fellowship in the area, which was nice. Um, I don't typically like to go to that place or at other places like that. I mean, it's in an old church and there's elements, there's feelings of 
being in a church. They hold services on Sundays and stuff like that. And I suppose, I mean, it works for them. I'm not going to hold that against them. It's something that helps them with community. Um, Many of them are atheists, not all of them. Some of them have different, I think, spiritual beliefs. But in general, it's about being a humanist. Um, So, yeah, Jim came to talk to us, and uh, it was an awesome talk. He brought his daughter with us, and uh, he laid a lot of really good things out for us. It's been nearly a month since he was here. and because I'm trying to do so many things with my life, I can't get to everything. Um, I think we're going to affiliate our group with the American Atheist because uh, he convinced David Silverman, the president of American Atheists, to hire him full time and uh, try to build up um, the movement, if there is one, um, getting atheists together common is commonly referred to as uh trying to herd cats <laughs> um like so what is what does that mean sorry i just heard a noise and i wasn't sure what the hell it was but i think my cats are in a lower litter box in the next room so um yeah i need to uh i feel like i need to try to get our group uh more active in the community you know i want to like uh adopt a highway and uh, do it in front of a prominent church or something and just say, hey, we're going to clean up this space. There's a lot of us as humanists who want to do things in the community, but then there's a lot of us who are a little bit nervous because nobody wants to put their name out there. I mean, how we have a members-only group that only us can see so we can vent and talk about things and not have to worry about people uh, knowing who we are and what we do in the community. But at the same time, on Facebook now, or anywhere for that matter, my workplace um, I'm free and open to talk about secularism and free thinking, atheism, humanism, whatever. Um, as the years have gone on, I've become more and more open about it and uh, on my Facebook feed. And basically, if you're friends with me on Facebook and you don't know I'm an atheist, then you haven't been following me very closely. Um, which, again, comes back to the why am I so afraid to talk about my business and where I work? Um, well, it's because I'm sure I can't help it. We've done 60 some episodes total. These, this is technically, this is like episode nine live, but I've had to delete a couple episodes. I deleted the last one. Wasn't too happy about it, but there were things that happened in the background that I needed to, that just were not pleasant for a live show. Um, daughter was acting up so we were (laughs) Holly was trying really hard to keep her quiet and she didn't want to hear uh, the kid crying in the background so we decided that it just wasn't right to put it on the air to leave it live Um, so I don't know I guess where does this all take everything Um, not only am I doing that trying to do that trying to grow that um, I I'm a advisor for our student group on campus, the Secular Student Alliance. And this next semester, I'm going to have a freshman president um, and junior sophomore leaders in the group. Um, and I'm hoping that things go really well um, and we can grow the group. Um, I've had a lot of really good, fun experiences. We 
sit out on campus and talk about what secularism is and what humanism means, what atheism means. We have those asking, you know, we wear stickers around campus to say, I'm an ass, I'm an, I'm an ass, I'm an ass, I'm an atheist, ask me anything. Um, recently, we decided to have a delayed Carl Sagan Day, what is humanism day kind of a thing. And um, I talked very closely with the local uh, um, leader of the, uh, there's a Christian group on campus as well. And I talk, I try to talk with them as much as possible. Mostly, you know, I want to have open dialogue between the groups so we can discuss things and people can understand both sides. Part of my activism on Facebook is so that people can see my face and know that, yes, I'm an atheist. And, oh, that's, that's Mike. He's a really awesome guy. Um, but um, I was having a conversation about what humanism meant, and I realized that I've kind of been giving the wrong definition for humanist for a while. While I've said it in the past correctly, um, lately I hadn't been doing that. Um, as far as secularism is concerned, anybody can be a secularist. Anybody can be a secularist, whether you're Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Hindu, um, you believe in the flying spaghetti monster or whatever. Um, all secularism is about is understanding that how important that line is in the separation of church and state. Um, I'm sure most of you who are listening to this show are probably like, yeah, <laughs> sure. That makes sense. I mean, what would be the big deal there? Um, humanism though, I would say anybody can be a humanist. Like I would say Jesus was a humanist. I mean, basically it just means don't be a dick, um, which is, you know, to the basic core, true. Um, but if you're religious, if you believe in God, you can't be a humanist. And there's a pretty good specific reason for that. When we were at our table, I was talking with another student who was in the group. He's a leader of the group. Uh, we were, you know, the uh, the pastor that I was talking to was questioning me about humanism, and he kind of stopped me for a minute there. I'm like, wait a second, am I giving you the wrong definition for humanism? Here I am at a table trying to talk about what humanism is, and I'm giving the wrong definition. Um, Kurt Vonnegut has a definition which I think nails it on the head. What is a humanist? Being a humanist means trying to behave decently without expectation of reward or punishment after you are dead. Um, basically, you know, that says, hey, I don't think there's a God and I'm going to do good because I'm good and it makes me feel good. Um, yeah, you can't be a humanist and believe in God. It doesn't work that way which makes a lot more sense now when I think about these preachers everywhere. If you watch the movie, God's not dead, you'll see it there. But people talk uh, at their pulpit, preachers are talking about how bad humanism is and how it's killing religion and things like that. Um, yeah, I guess kind of, <laughs> uh, people are just trying to make sure that, you know, Hey, um, I don't believe in your God. I don't believe in their God. I don't believe in any God. But I feel extremely lucky to be where I am and the time I am and have the opportunity 
to make people, to help people uh, feel as good about life as I do. Um, another word that was kind of thrown around the other day was optimistic nihilism, nihilism, nihilism. Um, there's a Facebook page, I think, called that. And uh, somebody's going to correct me, I'm sure. Somebody, I, I hope somebody emails me and says, you're way wrong. But nihilism is um, kind of a, you know, there's no God. What the hell's the point in being good? But you throw optimist on the front of that, and it says, uh, hey, I want to I wanna do good things. Um, this is, yeah, there's no God. There's kind of no point in all this, but at the same time, I like feeling good. Um, if that's not it, if you think that's ridiculous, fine, tell me. Um, but, um, I, I suppose I kind of feel like that. Um, this is it. This is what we got. Um, from now on, I suppose I'm going to have to make sure that I tell people exactly what that is and what that means uh, and own it. I want to make sure that people are included um, when it comes to secularism because secularism is important to non-believers and believers alike. Um, if you have a state-run religion or something, a recognized religion, then that religion gets special favor over all other beliefs and non-beliefs. And I think everybody, if you really paid attention, uh, theists out there, um, you don't want somebody else. I mean, seriously, right now, everybody's worried about Sharia law in the United States. They don't want Islamic law in the States because, you know, that goes against everything they believe. It's like, well, um, Nobody wants Christian law either. Nobody wants Jewish law. Nobody wants Hinduish, Hinduism. That there is a Hinduish law. I don't know if I'm even saying that right. You want to live and you want to treat people correctly. You want to coexist. Um, uh, you want the diversity, this, the pluralism in the world. Because I think it makes us all better. While I do believe that we'd be better off without religion. Um, a more Star Trek type of thing where, you know, it's like, um, well, I guess even in Star Trek, there were probably religions that different people followed, but there's an element of, Hey, you're cool. We're cool. Whatever. Uh, let's, let's move forward and with prosperity and science and, see where science can take us. I think that's very important. And I think that we've been held back for years and years. Um, Those are comments that I would say, I hope to my friends and family who are Christians and Muslims and whatnot. And I would hope that they wouldn't be offended by that. I'm sure it doesn't mesh well with their belief system, but I don't want to be, stuck in dark ages because people are afraid of what might happen if we do this or that, if we allow gay marriage, um, if we teach evolution in schools and things like that. Uh, We have things that are, I mean, some things that these, uh, 
This is where I need my science communicator co-host. Keith, I miss you. (laughs) It is so damn important to have a public that trusts in science. Why we seem to be struggling with that these days, I don't know. But I guess it is what it is. No, no, it isn't what it is. I need to stop saying that. The activist in me wants to make sure that, you know, I have to keep spreading. When false information is spread somewhere, I feel like, you know, you got to say, hey, um, I don't think that's right. Here's some information. If you see false information somewhere, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, um, I don't think you know what you're, 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 I think you're spreading something that you don't understand. So it's like, uh, just give them a heads up and say, hey, look at this. Here's some different information that might sway your mind. I think people need to do that. I think that's really important. I think global warming is an issue. I mean, there's tons of scientific issues that we've talked about in the show in the past. Um, Obviously not all atheists are liberal minded like myself and Keith. Um, I have atheist friends who are definitely conservative. Um, But I like to think that most Secular humanists are probably on the progressive side of things. But then again, everybody's got different views. Some are financial conservatives, uh, some social. I don't know what the hell the difference is, but I guess there are differences in pluralism and different ideas are good things. Um, gosh, this has been an interesting rambling show. I don't know if you guys are still with me or not. I set this show up for an hour to talk and blab. I didn't know if I'd go the whole thing. I'm at 13.50 left. Um, I do have editing to do. It's 11.07. Um, I've got two things left on my list here. Which one do I do first? I'm going to talk about Alabama real quick. Yesterday, Alabama elected their first Democratic senator in 25 years. It's very close. I'm sure you guys have heard about this. It's kind of all over the place. Um, I don't want to get too deeply political right now because I've only got so much time left, and I'm not a political science major. I just know where I'm at. Um, Major. I'm not a political science graduate, degree holder, whatever. I'm a new media person. I understand how to make things, create visual, pleasing things to myself anyway. Um, But an accused pedophile sex offender uh, was running against a Democrat, and the race was really close, Um, really close. It was like if the winner had like 50% of the vote. The loser had like 49.5% of the vote. And uh, there were about 20,000 write-ins. Those 20,000 write-ins probably voted for either the primary Republican candidate that lost or they wrote for somebody else because they couldn't vote for someone who was pro-choice. 20,000 votes the other way you'd still have a Republican senator, uh, two Republican senators in Alabama. Now we have a Democratic senator. Um, Good, because it happened, and I think it needed to happen. 
um, scary because people just didn't give a shit and they voted for a guy who was accused of those things anyway. We've got this Me Too movement that's going on and a lot of people are being um, exposed for things. Senator Al Franken stepped uh, away from office because of pressure from other colleagues. And um, whether you agree or don't agree with that, I think uh, the Democratic Party itself has come to terms with the idea that we won't, we don't want to be associated with such things. And they're taking the moral high road, whether or not the, uh, the person really did things or not. Uh, I think one thing that sticks out with me for, from Al Franken, though, is he did things that he thought were silly and fun. I don't think he specifically did anything that really harmed anyone um, or that he did. He personally didn't think it would harm anyone. But um, I think this Me Too movement is showing us, specifically us males, um, that we maybe we have been living in a serious patriarchal society and that we do things that we want to do and women just have to deal with it. I mean, maybe that's not the best explanation of where it's at, but um, I know that seeing what these people are being accused of, especially Al Franken, makes me wonder what things I've done in my past that might have made a woman feel uncomfortable. Um, kind of saddens me a little bit to think that things may have, you know, it may have been okay for me to thinking that I could say or do certain things. I certainly didn't grab anyone, any woman <laughs> by the pussy or anything like our president claimed. Um, um, but I know that, you know, in my younger twenties and whatnot, as I was developing my adult mind, I know that I was having fun at parties and stuff doing uh, whatever, I mean, that I could tell was consentful. I mean, I've, I've certainly never, um, had sex with someone who didn't want to have sex. Um, I'm not going to go deep into my personal sex life. There's no need in that. Um, but you know, you wonder, have I said things? Have I touched a woman on an arm and, it freaked her out and I didn't respect the boundary. I don't know. Um, I think that it's something the me too movement is cer certainly doing is making us all think about these things. I don't think you should necessarily be worried about stuff, but I think that you sh should think about what you've done and what you can do differently in the future. I think that's really important. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else needs to be said about it. Seeing some of my favorite movie stars and whatnot go through these allegations has been sickening. I think a lot of things are going to change in the next year. I think things are changing. And I think it's for the better. Um, I hope people don't make excuses for things. I think one thing that's going to be tough is deciding whether or not 
it's okay to watch a movie that was produced by Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Granted, there are people who were involved in those projects who I think they deserve to have their art seen. I just saw an article today. Uh, I think it was in the New York Times. Um, oh, goodness. Wow. Selma Hayek. She dropped a, an op-ed about Weinstein and her experiences with him. He was her monster, too. And uh, I was really happy that she shared that. I keep wanting to share my own hashtag me too, but I don't, I don't have a story. But I know people who do. And I have a little girl that I fear for, but it is, it's not what it isn't. Again, that's a let boys be boys kind of a statement and it shouldn't happen. See, I still catch myself saying things. So moving forward, I look forward to see changes, big changes happening. I look forward to seeing a 50-50 split of women in Congress and Senate. Women and men. Um, just heard another weird noise. Don't know what the hell it was. My cat's like staring at something. feels like it was at the window, but I don't know. Anyway, um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was we're close to Christmas. <laughs> I got five minutes, and 58 seconds left. We're close to Christmas. I've always wanted to do a show about Christmas or the holidays or the, the exploration of the history of where things came from. We've talked about these things briefly, but it just never worked out. Like, I want to produce something really nice. Um, regardless, um, war on Christmas bullshit's always going on. Um, this is just not something. You know what? I'm a. Uh, I enjoy the hell out of this time of year. Um, I'm all about being with family and friends. Um, people who think that Christmas is about Christ, I mean, sure, go ahead and believe what you want to believe. But um, I think what it comes down to is it's a shitty time of year. <laughs> it's cold and nasty outside. We need a break from it. And, of course, it does coincide with the winter solstice. I wonder why we celebrate at that time of year. Um... I wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. I wish everyone a wonderful holiday season. Um, I don't know. There might be another show before the 25th actually arrives. But, I mean, um, I guess all I want to say is uh, if you don't enjoy Christmas for one reason or another and you have ties religious ties to it and it just doesn't work for you that's cool i'm i'm not upset with it i'm just i guess i'm just saying that uh um have fun with all of your family and friends because that's who they are that's who you got those are the people you care about whether they believe or not um have fun enjoy that time you have because you never know when it's going to be gone i mean we're pretty lucky to be where we're at and understand and comprehend things um, 
But at the same time, um, I always find it refreshing to have conversations about history and stuff. So uh, look some things up and just say, hey, I don't think that means what you think it means. And like, uh, be cool. Don't call people idiots for believing certain things, but, uh, you know, just have a fun conversation. It's like, hey, did you know this? What do you think about that? I guess that's the biggest thing I would suggest. Um, I'm not a PhD. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. I don't know all this stuff. But as a basic human, I just think, as a basic, as a human, I just think uh, basic dignity and treating others as you would want to be treated. I think that means a lot. So, anyway. I got two minutes and 53 seconds to wrap this thing up. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my ramblings. I don't know if they did anything for you. It was kind of uh, therapeutic for myself. I really missed Keith on this show, but I'm hoping I'll get him back on the next one. Um, until then, um, you know, be cool with each other. Um, get at us. Of course, nobody called. Nobody's probably listening live, but that's okay. Um, facebook.com slash beinghumanist.podcast find us on twitter at beinghumanistpc and beinghumanist.podcast at gmail.com drop us a line let us know what's on your mind I'd love to be able to have shows where people call in but uh, as iffy as we are on our schedule that's obviously hard to do I don't want to quit, though. We're still here. Hope you guys, ladies and gentlemen, kids, have a wonderful holiday season. We'll catch up with you later. Um, And as always, I'm Mike. Keith's not here. But we implore you to keep thinking. You've been listening to Being Humanist. Take care.